What's good, fam? Thanks for joining me, your host, Corey Cabri, on the Living Life on Purpose podcast, where we discuss various topics on how to apply God's principles to your everyday life. I hope you enjoy the discussion. All right. Okay, let's get it. So, we're in Philippians. And then, um, beginning at verse 12, very real interesting piece, continuing on, continuing on. We're talking about um, trusting the process, been analyzing Paul. And, um, but yeah, really where we're going with it is just mostly trusting the process. Just bringing out some really good examples of, of about how Paul was trusting the process and was encouraging other people to trust the process. And uh, beginning in verse 12 of Philippians 1, I'm going to read, and I don't know how far down I'll read, but I know it went all the way to verse, I think, 18 uh, was the scripture reading I sent out. But this is Paul talking, writing to the Philippians. Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ and because of my chains most of most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and they're all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear I'm going to stop there uh, 12 very very interesting I love this uh, he says now I want you to know brothers and sisters that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel now when you look at that at first glance you're like hold on how is this advancing the gospel because you know we've been talking about what happened to Paul Paul was in prison right and he was secluded to a uh, prison guard uh I can't remember what type of cell he was in, if it was just somebody's. Um, I don't know. I can't really. I didn't do the, any actual research on the confinement. I do know he was in isolation. He was secluded, and I do know he was a permitted visitor. Right? He couldn't. He couldn't leave. Of course, he's in prison. But and he was in prison because of his run-ins uh, with um, a lot of the Jews. Uh, they proclaimed he was stirring up uh, really, really false accusations about him stirring up the people with uh, with, with uh, erroneous doctrine, right? Uh, basically, similar to what Jesus was in, was uh, crucified for, uh, and not in a grander scale. Jesus was more so crucified for saying he was, you know, not even saying it, but they were saying he was saying he was the King of the Jews, which, which, uh, and in in saying that he was basically trying to take over Caesar's seat, and that's how they were able to get him to even appear before Pilate or what have you. But, but in Paul's case, it was more or less just him stirring up the Jews, and 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 in Rome, I believe, is where they, I think, where it all started. Not not Rome. It didn't start. They started in Jerusalem, right? And he wanted to appear before. Uh, the Romans, because he was a Roman citizen or what have you, but he was also really wanting to preach there, right? And if you're looking, and what, what I'm getting at is this: Paul initially had was was initially given 
a direction by God. This is what I want you to do. I want you to go and preach to the Gentiles. The Gentiles will be, I guess, us considered to be Gentiles, not a direct descendant of Abraham. I guess if you were to go through the lineage, uh, we probably be, could find ourselves, which you see a lot of people saying that we're a part of the Judah. We were a part of Judah, descendants of Judah, but that's neither here nor there uh, from America, so I'm going to say I'm a Gentile. <laughs> but anywho, um, but Paul is now in prison, right? He's now in prison. And typically when Paul has been imprisoned or been in jail, he was he was uh, there for a minute, not a long minute, but a short minute. And then he would get out. And then he would go on to do exactly what God was directing him to do initially. Like Like his whole movement here changed. Now he's not getting out. Right. So so the outlook has changed. It's as if or as it is as though his mission is coming to an end. Right. So so if you picture that my mission now is somewhat coming to an end. But yet God has, has told me that I'm supposed to proclaim the gospel. Right. I'm on this mission to proclaim the gospel. But now it's been staunched. I'm no longer able to do that. Like like it's all of it's almost as if that's been taken away. And then, then we've talked when I said trusting the process. That's been taken away. What do I do now? Do I just lay over and die? Am I, do I become dormant? Do I stop moving? Do I stop advancing? Do I stop progressing towards the mark that God was sending me initially towards? Do I just lay over and say, okay, I'm done, guys. I'm in prison now. I am not getting out. No, no, no. That's not what Paul did. Paul said, I'm going to use this as a, as a tool to encourage others. By encouraging myself, encouraging himself to do what? Not allowing this to limit me. I'm not going to allow prison to limit me. No, not at all. And then if you look in that verse 12, what he's saying is this has actually been used for an advancement of the gospel. Now, if, from, from just reading that, it's like, hold up, that's oxymoronic. How is this all of a sudden advancing the gospel? Right. How is now that you are in prison for good and you're not getting out? How is this advancing the gospel? How is this this predicament that you are in, how is anything good coming of it? Well, 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 let's just look at it from Paul's perspective. It was as though his being imprisoned was like a witness. It was like, it was like what I'm doing is right. And because I am right, they're imprisoning me. Not because I did something wrong. They're saying I'm staring up some type of doubt, false erroneous doctrine among the people and I'm causing up some type of uproar and now I'm in prison and now I got to go before all of these governors and he went before some of the governors, Agrippa, King Agrippa and he went before uh, another one I can't think of his name right now Festus, I believe it was Festus but I don't remember what Festus was exactly but anyway he appeared before those two and then he wanted to go to Rome right and so he's I want to appear before the Roman emperor or what have you I believe it was Caesar um but I don't think he appeared before him yet. But he's in this waiting period, right? And, and what he's professing is this. My imprisonment has been used for the advancement of the gospel because they don't have a legitimate reason to hold me here. It's only because they don't want to hear Christ preached. So people on the outside are hearing that and all the more thinking, hey, God, this is a witness. Paul's imprisonment is it's, it's, it's like uh, wrongfully done. It's not right. Let's keep doing what we were doing. It's almost like like uh, comparing it to a modern day, uh, you know, civil rights movement, 
right? Uh, comparatively speaking, and the civil rights people back in the 60s and 50s um, marched. Later, rather, rather the fifth, the 60s than the 50s, but more so the 60s. Uh, but they marched, right? And 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 they would do this nonviolent marching. They would just march, and then they would get beat. <laughs> now, now, I wasn't born in that time. I don't know what it's like to be beat for marching. Uh, but I'm just going to tell you, if I get beat for marching, uh, if I don't turn around and beat somebody else, I'm going to look at that as being an ultimate failure. We ain't doing this no more. I'm sorry, but this is just not going to happen anymore. We're just not going to be doing this. This is, no, we're coming to this marching stuff. No, we're changing up the routine. We're gonna, actually, we're going to start carrying some billy clubs, okay? But that would be what I would be preaching. But no, I mean, Martin Luther King and a lot of the guys that was following him was like, no, okay, it was successful. They saw us. They saw us get beat for nothing. Look at look at the news. Look at how they're beating us for nothing. It's, it was successful. Now, don't get me wrong. That ain't what they were saying. But, but in a nutshell, they considered it to be successful because they were promoting nonviolence while being beaten for nothing. And the public eye saw them getting beaten, and they were like, wow, these guys are wrong. We got we to gotta do something about it. We need to keep pushing this so so coming back to moving back towards what paul was saying this imprisonment was like guys they have no reason to have me here so what we doing what we're doing is right this is the right thing to do this is a a witness my imprisonment is a witness so we got to push this thing we got to keep pushing it and this is what he's using as a tool to encourage the people he's writing to the philippians and letting them know and then he went on further which i'm not going to move further with what i want to do is this because i'm not here to just stress paul what i want to do is show you an example which is what i just did paul looked at his predicament and said the advancement of the gospel is bigger than the advancement of myself now you got to take that in. got to let that soak for a second. The advancement of the gospel is bigger than the advancement of myself. Paul can decrease, but the gospel has to continue. The advancement of it has to continue. I don't have to continue to advance, but the gospel does. And this is what he is encouraging the Philippians to see. He's, this is what, how he's wanting to influence the Philippians. I want to influence you by telling you that, not directly, but indirectly, I can decrease, guys. I, I, I don't have to be in the lights. I was in the lights. But I wasn't in the lights just for me to be in the lights. I wasn't in the lights just so people could know my name. I was in the lights because I wanted people to see Christ moving through me. I wanted people to see God moving through me. It wasn't about me. And me being in prison, it's just letting you know, it's still not about me. I'm still promoting the very same thing I started doing in the beginning of this journey. It was all about God. It was all about God. Now, this is where I'm going with it. Are we going to allow petty situations, which may not be petty, in our eyes, they may be giants, right? They may be giants, and we may be looking at those giant situations and saying, oh, man, why me? This is hindering progress. And we want to, rather than say, regardless of this situation, I want God to be advanced. 
I want God to be advanced. Or are we going to say, no, I want to be advanced. I can't, I can't allow this situation to reign supreme over me. So, so by all means necessary, I'm going to make sure I advance. But, 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 but the example that we have is Paul saying, I don't have to. So, 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 so what are you getting at, Corey? Let's just take it a little further. Right? Let's just take it a little further. When things aren't going your way or my way, whatever way that is, whatever way that is, as a believer, and I'm not talking about as just anybody, because this is not an anybody discussion, right? This is as a believer. As a believer, I, I stepped into this believing that God is more important than I am. He's more important. He's more important. And, and where he has me, wherever he has me, however he's working on me, whatever area of my life he's dealing with me in, I'm saying that, that him dealing with me to advance himself it's bigger than me. It's bigger. It's not about me. So, so what am I going to do? I'm going to trust what he's doing. I'm going to trust what he's allowing. I'm going to trust what he's permitting to be greater for the advancement of him than the advancement of me. So, so, so I know I'm speaking in riddles. I'm continuing to speak in riddles. Why? Because I don't want to target an area in your life. I want you to look more at God in your life and say, if I were to target an area and say, instead of you looking at that sickness and saying, man, this is coming to my demise. Instead of you saying, oh, man, I got to get out of this. No, you're saying God's going to produce out of this what he wants to produce out of this. Yes, I would love to see myself living on the other side. Yes, I would love to. Yes, I would love to be in good health again. Yes, but if God says no, I'm okay with it. I'm not going to roll over and stop promoting God. I'm not. I'm going to keep promoting God. Why? Because it's about God's advancement, not Corey's. It's about God's advancement. And so what, what do you get in it? So if we were to read down, there was a point where Paul was talking about he would love to go and visit the Philippians. He himself, he would love to go visit them. Right? He would love to. But he may not get out, which, which he didn't know, right? He, he, he didn't know yet. He hadn't gotten that confirmation. He hadn't gotten it yet. Right? And he began to talk about things such as, to live is Christ, to die is gain, right? Right? To live is Christ, to die is gain, right? Which is, which is to live is Christ, meaning I'm going to continue to promote Christ being the ruler, Christ being our, our, our director, Christ being the reason why we're doing this. He died for us. He rose for us. He's guiding us through this life. In other words, I'm going to keep preaching. <laughs> I'm going to keep preaching. I'm going to keep preaching. So, Does anybody have a question? I know I'm, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm rolling, I'm rolling. But if you don't, that's, that's, I'm going to keep rolling. But anywho, using Paul's example, right, he's, he's, he's basically saying, I'm going to keep doing this. I'm not going to stop doing this. I'm not going to stop writing these letters to encourage you because I can't get out. No, I'm going to keep doing this, Right? And, and yes, me dying, yes, that would be the easy, that would be great. I could just go be with God, right? I wouldn't have to go through these things anymore. That would be lovely. This is what Paul is preaching. That would be great. That would be amazing. I wouldn't be here anymore. I wouldn't have to worry about suffering anymore. But while I'm here, I'm going to continue through the suffering. I'm going to press through the suffering knowing that God is using this 
for the benefit of himself. And guess what? It's benefiting me too. Because, because on the other end, I get to witness you being benefited. Meaning the people, the Philippians, whom he's directly writing. You getting benefited. And not just you Philippians, people all across the nation being benefited. And then you say, well, Dad, Corey, right? I mean, is being in Christ all about suffering? No, it's not all about suffering. I mean, if you go back through Paul's story, Paul got to see some amazing things through a lot of the... Uh, a lot of the hardships, right? He was bitten by a snake. Nobody wants to be bitten by a snake, but then he was able to shake it off. And then people looked at him and was like, they were waiting to see if he was dying. Now you look at that and you say, well, dad, that's kind of crazy. Now, 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 at first glance, you look at him being bitten by a snake, right? And you look at the snake lashing onto his, his arm or his, his hand, wherever the snake lashed onto. And you look at how Paul, look at just, this is what I want you to see. Look at how Paul looked at it. He looked at the snake being in, an, in a position where he shouldn't have been. Paul knew where he, Paul was right where he was supposed to be. The snake wasn't. So what did he do? He shook it off. He said, eh, get up off me. And then he kept it moving. He kept it moving. It, it wasn't his time yet. It wasn't time for him to go. What are you saying? He shook the snake off, kept it moving, kept preaching the gospel. People began to look at him like, see, he did something wrong. That's why that snake bit him. But then when he didn't roll over or get sick or die, people began to worship him like he was a god. It's like what their Paul was like, no, no, wait, wait, this isn't about me. This is a tool, guys. This is what I want you to see. There are things that we go through that looks like hardship on one end, but then it turns out to be something so miraculous we can't even explain it. And then people are looking at us like, wow, man, you like super amazing. And then we got to we gotta like back that talk down and be like, well, wait, 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 that ain't me. <laughs> I didn't do that. I know you thought it was bad when you looked at it. You thought it was for my bad when you looked at it. But in actuality, God was just trying to show you another witness. And then you got to see, Paul got to see, those people worship God. To me, that's amazing. Why? Because the miracle isn't so much the getting bitten by a snake as much as it is people not seeing God and then scales falling off their eyes and you're like, that's all God, man. God, this creative being, this entity that created all of us, that has linked up with us from an earthly, heavenly capacity that, that like people aren't actually seeing with their natural eyes, that we're moving through in earth physically. We're actually moving physically connected to this heavenly being, and people are actually latching on to that more and more by the droves that we can't probably naturally see, but they're doing it. I know we paint the picture through church when somebody says they actually believe, but, but that's just people saying it. But I'm talking about people actually believing, and we can't physically see it with our natural eye. We hear them say it, but next thing you know, some 30, 40 years later, you see them doing exactly what you was doing, meaning being that same witness to other people and other people latching on to the movement. And constantly you seeing the snowball effect where the movement constantly growing, not not necessarily within the confines of you, but just apart from you in a whole other place. You still hearing about more and more people being a witness, more and more people going through hardship and then pressing through it 
and great things coming about from it, right? Great things coming out of the mass shootings that have been going on, right? Great things coming out of uh, people ruling over you, such as governments or officiators or, or, or presidents or kings or, or, or what have you. Great things coming out of these these evil rulers or what have you, if you want to put evil on some rulers, right? Great things coming out of it. And you're seeing, like, and it's like, well, dag, man, man, how is this great stuff? Because people are constantly pressing the movement of God. God has a great thing going through us, guys, and I'm not going to stop doing it because my situation doesn't look good on the outside. No, I'm going to trust what God is doing. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to wait and be still and trust God. It, it ain't feeling good right now. But I'm going to keep trusting it because it ain't about me feeling good. It's about me knowing good is being promoted. That's what it's about. Me knowing good is being promoted. Right? And when, when people are, when we were marching back in the civil rights days, it didn't feel good to be beat. It didn't feel good. But, but when that day was granted for us to get equal justice, and I know we're still fighting it. I know we're still a fight. But 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 looking back where he was to today, it's less people getting equal justice than they are the majority. There are a lot of us still not getting it, but the majority of us are getting it, right? You can look at the movement if you want to look at it from a racial standpoint. No, there's not a lot of people in, in power that it, it you would probably like from your own eyes. But But the movement that started back then, it is being effective. It is being effective. Whether you agree or not, it is being effective. And that was what? That does what? That gives you a little bit more encouragement to keep doing what you're doing. That's why you still got civil rights leaders today. Because they have a little bit more encouragement. All right? Small victory, guys. Small victory. But that small victory from then to now is grown. It's grown. Maybe not in the confines of them personally, individually, but collectively, it's grown. And that's the grander scheme of things. And that's how it looks with God. See, he sees the bigger picture. We don't. We just see that small little bit. We see that small little bit of building. It's like, like maybe you see the two, foot, two or three steps. But God sees the giant leaps. Right? He sees the giant leaps. And that's what we have to trust. We got to just trust that. My two or three steps is creating giant leaps. My two or three steps through this situation, through this sickness, through this, through this hardship, uh, uh, under, tool ma under these taskmasters at my job or, 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 or in my family, just keep, keep pressing. Keep loving. Keep showing them God is moving through you. You got to encourage yourself by encouraging others. God, you know God is moving through you. And so you got to keep saying, I know God's moving through me. So I know he's moving through y'all too because he's moving through me and y'all see me moving I ain't, if I become stagnant then then guess what I can't, I can't be mad that they not growing right I can't be mad that they not growing if I'm, if I'm stagnant in front of them if I'm, the, I'm a stagnant witness I can't be mad if they stagnant but if I'm, a, if I'm a witness progressing I can only trust that they're seeing that progression towards God and 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 they're going to latch on to that thing. I can only trust that. Because I, if I wasn't too hard for God, then, then I know they not. I'm, I'm done. I mean, I'm done. To reiterate, um, we're really just pressing this whole trusting the process. Trusting the process.
what God started, he's going to bring to fruition in you. And, and it's all about God moving. It's all about God moving, right? And, and using Paul, just I love this example from Paul. Using Paul's situation, he didn't allow the situation to stop the ultimate movement. And if you look at that verse 12, this situation brought about the advancement of the gospel. And it's like, from the natural eye, you're like, being in prison ain't bringing about no advancement, right? Not for a wrong reason. Like, like this is meaning, meaning it's not a legitimate reason. You know, you know, I'm illegitimately put in this position. And you may be feeling that way. I don't deserve this. Then you have all the more reason to praise God. Just using Paul's example. All the more reason. All the more reason. You did everything right and this has come upon you. So that's all the more reason to push God. Because this thing has come upon you as a direct attack. And the enemy is trying to shift your focus because he sees you moving. He sees you moving. This is like a Job situation. I know everybody likes to read about Job. But, but when you're in that Job situation, it ain't so pleasant. But if you think about it, though. You can allow it to be very beautiful and say, man, I must be really in that. <laughs> I know. It's like, I don't, I don't really want to celebrate that when you're in that position, right? I, I don't really want to celebrate <laughs> being in there when I'm being, like, terrorized. But that's a beautiful thing. It's, it's just, just, just from a top level down. Because God said, have you considered my servant Joe? I know. I, I, wow, why would God do that? Like, because... He knew that greater things was going to come out of it. You got to trust that process. You got to trust that process. That little thing you're going through is only for a moment. Right? Great things is about to come out of that thing. What did he say? If you're forsaking all, right? You're forsaking all. In this lifetime, you will get back a hundredfold. In this lifetime. And in the life to come. This is what Jesus was telling his disciples. In this lifetime. You will get back a hundredfold. Just imagine that. Imagine that. But it ain't about that. Right? It's all about what? God being promoted. God continuing to be advanced. God being advanced. Above me. Because I can only go so far. I have an expiration date. So so I got to pass this little mantle off to somebody. I got to hand off the baton. Right? We're running this, this relay. That it just doesn't ever stop though. And we keep passing the baton. People pass it to us. Right? Some some umpteen thousand or million years later, right? We still got the scripture. I know I say millions because some people think it's been millions of years and then some people think it's been thousands. Me personally, I don't care. All I know, there was a point in time where I didn't have it and now I have it. And now I'm pushing it. And that's miraculous to me. Well, family... I hope the discussion has encouraged you. I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has infused you with love and truth to live a life filled with God on purpose. And if it has, join us again for more godly discussions. Thank you.